All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett's been the one and two's Miss R&B Friday. 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. All right, established in 1938. They have an uncompromising spirit. It's the kind that believes they turns players into icons. It's 100% grain to glass, and Stoli Vodka controls the entire production process, and there's no room for maybe. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports grind. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so keeping it moving before we go into the NFL here. Um, so Alabama. Okay, one fun fact I want to put before I leave there is that Alabama, okay, first of all, um, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback for Tennessee, um, if you look at his numbers, he's a senior. And this is what I, th- this is what I say, man. Th- this class is going to get a little bit deeper as the season goes on. Now, I don't know if he's Sunday material, but we're going to find out. I think he is. I mean, because if you look at it, you know, he's got already on the season, he's got 1,432 yards and 10 touchdowns, and he has zero INTs. Okay? Um, and I will promise you, Josh Heupel, coming from that staff, I guarantee you, Josh Heupel this week, he looked hard at that Texas and Alabama tape in regards to from a standpoint of how Texas attacked them offensively. Okay. Um, I've said it all week. This is a tough one. I think this is possibly the one that uh, Alabama stubs his toe. I mean, Young is still a game time decision. If he doesn't play, they don't have, they can't, they're not going to beat Tennessee on the road in that environment. Uh, I think Tennessee's offense is just too good this year. Uh, so they definitely need Young, but he, you know, it's a sticky situation with that. You're talking about he could be the number one, number two quarterback taken in the draft. And you don't want to deal with anything like that. I mean, he, you're not saying, I mean, he's got a national title already, man. He's not going to sit there and you can't, you know, take any risk with that. So, but this should be a good one. And the fun fact I want to leave is that Alabama has won 27 straight regular season games against the SEC Eastern Division opponents. And that includes a road record win. I think I believe of what they said about it's tied as 14. That includes 14 and 0 on the road. That's impressive. I mean, if he wins this one against Tennessee, he'll tie Joe Paul. Joe Paul, I believe Joe Paul is ready at 27. It'll be 27. He'll pass him. So that's a little fun fact on that. Um, the last college game I want to touch on that'll be on my radar. First of all, I'll put this out there. I used to have a thing on here, get caught slipping alert. And I only bring it back every once in a while. And I'll tell you this week, um, caught slipping, which this game didn't make the foundation picks. Get caught slipping is Clemson taking on Florida State. Florida State's catching four. I would just say, I, to me, again, I, I don't trust this Clemson defense. I really don't. Um, 
you know, I I feel eventually they're going to stub their toe against somebody in the ACC. I mean, they'll be there probably most likely in the ACC championship game. But this is a game that they better beware. But the other game I want to touch on real quick before we go into the NFL is number seven USC Trojans who are going on to take number 20 Utah Utes. Everybody's Pac-12 pick Utah before the season started. You know, USC is 6-0 and and 4-0 in the conference and Utah is 4-2 and and they're 2-1 in the conference. Um, USC's won seven straight. They'll be looking at seven straight. They won six in a row in this matchup against Utah. And if you look at their wide receiver, uh, speaking of USC, Jordan Addison, he leads the team with 32 catches. Uh, he has 479 yards on the season so far. I think that's going to be a very important matchup for Utah to uh, key in on. Um, you know, now the interesting things with Lincoln Riley and this group, this is their first ranked opponent they're going to play this season. So we're going to see how they pan out. I think that they're on to something, and it really has to do with their quarterback who's matured that was with, you know, Lincoln Riley at, you know, OU, and then he's really kind of really took that next step of maturity. I don't know if I have him a Sunday guy really yet um, or a high pick, but he's he's really helped these other guys on USC pick up this offense very quickly. Uh, that's a tough place to play at night, man. That is a tough place to go for any Pac-12 team to go try to get a win. They they even expanded that stadium a couple years ago. It feeds, it sits about 100,000 now. See, and they get wild. I mean, hell, you just had a Karen complain because students came in with body paint. Two young girls called them, you know, rose to hell because the police, the, the cops, the security let them walk in too. They get crazy up there, man. At night, it's going to be a tough one, but I think USC's up to the challenge. I think they're up to the challenge. And part of me just wants to see them and UCLA stay undefeated on that collision course. Oh, man, can you imagine? I mean, because, like, that is a huge game just even for UCLA for the recruiting. Can you imagine if Chip Kelly gets something brewing at UCLA and you got Lincoln Raleigh over there at USC and then we've got this USC-UCLA rivalry going? And That's, rolling into the Big Ten? Yeah, exactly. I was like, suck for the Pac-12. Now they get it going. They're going to the Big Ten. <laughs> Which is just crazy how they allow that to happen. That just shows you the, the terribleness of the way that the Pac-12 has been ran. All right, let's switch gears to the National Football League as we get into week six of the NFL. Uh, we got it kicked off last night, but we've got the mega, we got two mega matchups this, this week. Uh, first off, we'll start with, um, We'll start with the early one. We'll start with Kansas City. Well, no, let's start with Dallas because that's what everybody cares about this region anyway. I got to keep forgetting that, you know, keep forgetting sometimes what I'm talking to. But, yes, we'll start with the Cowboys. Dallas is, you know, this is the deal. I've said I picked Philly to win the East. OK, but I also said that, hey, I don't care how good Hurts is playing. I don't care how good Philly's playing. Them, the Giants. And Washington, they all three have to prove to me that they can beat these guys on the field. I don't care who's playing quarterback. Now, with that said, Philly's coming into this game, and I believe there's no reports of this. There's nothing that's been said, but I've been watching this game long enough to know how certain coaches and certain teams, depending on the opponent, what they like to create as their own locker room material. Now, I know Demarcus Lawrence made some news because he's like, yeah, you can't say they're playing great because they play Cowboys yet. We don't know how good he is. Can't play cowboy. Like, man, Demarcus, chill out, bro. You just showed up in 2022, man, since you got your money. You just now started playing. And the only reason why that, I believe, is because you don't get out shine because Mike is getting a lot of run. He's like that new single that just came out that's on the radio like two times an hour. All right? 
So chill out. But I'm going to tell you what I think that motivated Philly this week. And I guarantee you it was the message all week. And you know what their coaches tell them? Hey, man. They keep talking about their defense. Ain't nobody talking about y'all. Y'all ain't nothing compared to their defense. And if you go look at the stats, that ain't, that ain't totally correct. I believe Philly's defense is going to take this game very personal. Now, everything's going to be about Jalen Hurts and how they control him. And do they use Micah to spy on him? Do they keep Micah Parsons rushing or what they do? I'm telling you, the unit that's not getting enough talk about is how well Philadelphia's defense has played early on. They lead the league in team sacks. They've got a damn good secondary. I believe their secondary is better than Dallas. But this, I believe that side of the ball is really going to be motivated this weekend, Sunday night, to prove that, hey, this could so um, I think the total on this one's like 42 or 43, if I'm not mistaken. Because I'll tell you right now, that that smells all like the under. And I will just tell you people out there that's into that stuff. The reports out the desert, the under is coming in in the NFL like at about a 65% clip right now on games. I've been paying attention to this stuff for damn near almost going on 20 years, and I've never seen that run before on a total thing. So if you're an unders player, you should be killing it. But I will tell you this, I believe that the motivation from Philly's defense, what has the opportunity of call, making this a close game. Now, I believe I'm going to find out something about this secondary that I've kind of been maybe disrespecting or, you know, don't want to put them up with the 49ers. Well, show me. I'm going to find out a lot about the secondary. And also what I'm going to find out is how does Dallas's defense, okay, how does Dan Quinn, how does he deal with a team? What did they learn from week one? Because remember, Tampa's the last team they played that was really committed to running against them. How do you beat dominant pass rush? You run at them and you run the ball. And that's what Philly does best. The quarterback doesn't. And I will tell you, this is a game that I will tell you, all you Cooper Rush lovers, the ones that say, man, can't Dak hurt something else? Let me tell you something. You're going to have to throw for more than 150, 200 yards, and you're going to have to throw some touchdowns to win this game. Dallas got a good defense, but I'll tell you, a dominant defense if you want to call it. This ain't 85. This ain't 01. You've got, and when you match a team that's got talent like you and maybe better talent, because there's a lot of experts that think Philly's the deepest team in the league at all positions. If you break roster to roster from NFC to AFC. When you play a talented team like this, it comes to a time to where defenses can only hold on so long, especially if you're playing a quarterback that's coming to his own. I don't think Dak is. I mean, I'm pretty sure Dak's not playing. I mean, you hear things that it's a game time. I'm pretty sure he's out. But regardless of the matter, Cooper, they're going to have to score some points. And I believe they're going to have to do it in the air. Not saying that they won't, it'll be impossible to run against Philly. But as that is still old man, subtle Fletcher Cox in the middle still. Might not be that easy sledding. Okay. And I tell you, the town's going to be electric in Philly. Especially if the Philly, if, if, if let's say, man, let's say Bryce Harper goes like three for four tonight. 
they get a win, they up on the defending champs, and they're going crazy in Philly. It's just gonna. That's a sport that Philly. It's gonna be a frenzy, ruckus crowd Sunday night. I don't. Even, I haven't even checked the weather down there to see how it's. You know how it's going. You know, living here in Texas make you believe everybody's still in the summer, spring across the country as we get into October. But no, that's. Um, you know, I'm gonna roll with Philly on this one. I mean, I picked them to win the division, so I believe that you know with these. With them looking like it's going to be a tight race between them and Dallas, you got to protect home field, the division games. I think that's key to tight division games or division races. And I believe I'm going to go with Philly to go ahead and win this one because I really do believe that if Dallas finds a way to win this game with Cooper Rush, no matter how they do it, whether he scores, whether they happen to prove me wrong and really win it again on defense, this is very a psychological edge Dallas could gain over Philly going forward. I really do believe. That's why this is a very big game early on in October. What do you got? Well, the the weather is going to be clear and cold. Well, six, high of sixty nine. It's in the in the sixties during that game. But my question, uh, j- just so you know, um, but my question here is: Dak today officially listed as questionable going into the weekend. Questionable, not doubtful, not out. So there's this thing, you know. Of course, when when a quarterback is playing all right, especially a backup or maybe even a young quarterback. And the starter's ready to come back. Is Cooper Rush looking over his shoulder this weekend? And is there any fear that if he doesn't perform and he could force things in the first half to, to where, you know, thinking, you know, they're gonna they're gonna supplant me for Dak. They're they're gonna supplant me for Dak. Is there any of that with the questionable injury report listing today? First of all, that's irrelevant because Cooper Rush already knows they're gonna supplant him with Dak. There's nothing Cooper Rush can do to keep this job. Everybody's got to understand that. I, I mean, so to me, and I would say no to that also is because just because we don't know, they already know the plan internal. They already know whether Dak is going to actually try to play or he's not, or it's going to be Cooper. It's game and ship all the way up until kickoff. You don't want to give the team Philly another edge so that, oh, Dak is playing. Over. You want to keep him second guessing. That's why really to me, I just think that, you know, and they do it for gambling reasons. They do it for health reasons. That's the reason why I don't really know if it's really necessary for the public really to know details that much on injuries and the injury list. I get it because it's it's part of the sports, but it's always been because of that. They've just never told you because this is before endorsement deals and Doug, uh, Governor Christie's big ass decided to go in and take on Nevada. It's always been catered to gambling the injury report, but I just I'm not a big fan of it. But that's because first of all, you have coaches that manipulate it. If they know they got, well, is he gonna come back? Is he gonna play? Especially if it's a quarterback. Nah, it ain't gonna be Cooper ain't looking over his shoulder because they already know Cooper knows Dak's gonna supplant him anyway. But he can keep this rolling. No, you know, he's there's... not gonna keep it rolling. He's get when Dak is a hundred percent when they feel like he's ready to go. This isn't a zappy situation in Mac Jones. This isn't. It's $40 million. Dak has got like commercials on TV to the nauseam. He is the better quarterback. When basically he is ready, he is going to start. There's no controversy. I, I mean, look, this is Dallas fans we're talking about here. This is all they do. They, I mean, they didn't even agree on whether to give the guy money anyway. They never agreed on was Tony Romo the only problem or not. They're a dysfunctional fan base. I mean, the, the hate for me with them grew quickly when I was younger because it started with Tom Landry. Because, again, I, I will say this again, and I know Chris Duell's 
cringes when I say this, but I don't give a damn. At the end of the day, I felt like he was too, they thought he was too good for, with the little fedora hat and everything. Now, when I grew older, I realized that how much Tom Landry had contributed to the game, but I also enjoyed seeing him clean his boxes out for a guy, for a pork face Satan come out of South Beach in Miami. That was hilarious. Because I thought he was like a cockroach. Man, is this guy ever going to step down? They're delusional. The fan base is delusional. So there's no, the Cooper, there's nothing he can do. All he can do is hope that the tape that he's put on has hoodwind one of these other teams to think like, hey, man, he's the real deal. Not knowing the guy's been studying. He's been in this class for six years. He keeps taking it over and over again. Because he ain't got nothing better else to do. Six years, man. He's a six-year senior. I hope he can come in and win some games. Now, I didn't think they had a backup. I'm the one. I'll say it right here. Raise my hand. I've, I've been killing Dallas for the last couple of years because they ain't took the backup job seriously. It seemed like they knew what they were doing. That's why they run football teams and I do radio. But I know one damn thing. There's no controversy. Dwayne. It's not. The only controversy is going to be, or as they ask, Kellen Moore going to call the plays different. Manage the game, man. Like, call it the same way when Dak gets in. If you think like, hey, man, is it, we putting Dak in a situation? Call it the same way. Keep the same results. But no, I don't care if it is questionable. I believe Cooper's going to play this game. He should play this game. I don't believe this is the game you bring Dak Prescott in. Let this unit play their first, their second division game on the road against the team that's the last undefeated and see if they can get it done. If he can't, what, they got Detroit on decks, I think? Bring them back against Detroit. And Shake Cooper cut Rush's hand and say, I hope we can look back in this in February and say, you kept this alive. Most likely you won't. Because old Jimmy going to be there like, hey, it's me again. 1-800-707-9760. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spin the one and twos. And we've been broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show was presented by Dos Equis. All right, get a dose. All right, be doing that tomorrow. I've cut down for like Tomorrow. since May. I've been, yeah. I've cut down drinking only on the weekends. And I've been on this new newer health kick, but it's gotten that. But definitely be grabbing a dose, maybe tonight, or definitely tomorrow. But this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words: a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They're easy to transport to tailgating. Okay. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. You can pick it up at a Specs near you as well also. What are you doing? Or have it delivered. Oh, you can go on have it delivered. Yeah, go to Specs, uh, Specs Online, uh, have it delivered, and you don't even have to worry about leaving the house. True. Don't miss it down. No one really wants to do that anymore anyway. We've done everything. I mean, 2020 changed everything. Everybody wants to get everything delivered now. But anyway, all right, man. So that's uh, that's my thought on the uh, the Cowboys and, um, you know, Philly game. Um, should be a good one, um, you know, because, I mean, you know, what the nation has had to sit through through the last two primetime games, then basically Sunday night should be able to make up for it. Also, uh, the other big game, the 1B I've been calling all week, um, has been Buffalo – Traveling back to the scene of the crime of the AFC championship game. Some people believe uh, that's one of the greatest playoff games they've seen and played. I think living in the moment a little bit. Okay. Um, but they're going to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, the 4-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. Look, um, everything that, that Buffalo did in the offseason – from the weight room, off you know, off season workout programs to free agency to everything was about this game and this opponent. Everything. The Von Miller signing wasn't about going to chase Tua. It wasn't about, you know, going to chase Zach. It was about chasing Patrick Mahomes to get the Silla deal to get to the Super Bowl. I believe what Buffalo has showed me so far is the, the concerns I have is that these this is two things that intrigue me about this game. For one, I mean, well, three things, really. One is the rematch. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's it. Number two 
is that Buffalo, like, when are they going to make an attempt? Like, is it just going to be Von Miller's pass rush if we get up on Kansas City this game? Or are we going to try to really show that we can really run the ball if we need to? I'm interested with that. The third thing about this game, this is the first game for Kansas City against this Josh Allen Buffalo team without Tyreek Hill. Very interesting. Very interesting. Leslie Frazier has done a hell of a job with this defense over the years in Buffalo. I think without a doubt, he should, if he wants to, he should be getting a coach interview here pretty soon. He was done wrong in Minnesota, too. It wasn't his fault. But he's built this defense up. And um, I just believe this has been the year of Shawshank Redemption and Revenge. This is the first time Patrick Mahomes has ever been an underdog at home. It's never happened before. He's a two-and-a-half-point underdog in his own crib. Two and a half point underdog in his own crib. He's never, that's never happened before. So uh, Buffalo, this team didn't make the, this game didn't make the foundation picks. We'll get to that here shortly, and I'll let you know which one I'm leaning on. But that's a mega, and this one will have a long way to go. Now, it's crazy because I've been saying that all this week, saying, hey, man, this game right here is going to show who goes to play where, who has home field advantage. And, you know, I started thinking we were saying the same thing last year at this time and what ended up happening. Buffalo laid a dud, such such happened, and the next thing you know, all of a sudden it fumbled in the lap and Kansas City still had home field advantage. So even though that, that, so the point of that is a lot of things changed between week 13 and week 12 all the way to week 17 last year that we thought home field was going to be decided early on. But this one, I do feel like a gauge that this, the team that wins this is going to have a good inside track and that tiebreaker with the other teams for that home field advantage. Okay, so this is going to be a mega one. 1-800-707-9760. The next game NFL-wise that's going to be interesting to me is going to be, first off, it's going to be tough. And, you know, that's Minnesota Vikings, who a lot would surprise a lot of people that's sitting 4-1. and one. They've got to take that trip to South Beach. Um, and, you know, Miami got caught in a situation last game where Teddy goes out, they've got to, fling in their third string quarterback in there well now that he's had some practice time and now that he has though i'm pretty sure this coach this young coach has showed early on he's very creative he can think of good game plans he's a good call player the base what we've seen early on the season i think he can get something going for the third string quarterback so I'm looking at to see how Minnesota, how they go on the road. I've told you, even though I picked Minnesota to win the North, I have big concerns with their defense. Their defense is just, it's just bad. You know, it's just bad. So that's another matchup. Also, you have the Cleveland Browns who are taking on Zeppi and New England. Slight flavored at home, Cleveland minus two and a half. Um, but the other news with Cleveland, so what, Deshaun had caught another case. He's got another lawsuit. Have you, have you seen the detail? I know you have your ear to it, everything with Cleveland. So what is the details on this one? This one just came across my radar this morning. Well, we know that it's another one in Texas. And it's not, you know, there's still one out there that hasn't been settled that he's still dealing with. But this is another one from a 2020 massage. 
2020. Okay, that's COVID. Yeah, okay. All right, so that's still going right back to it. Um, it same accusations filed Thursday in Harris County, uh, accusing him of uh, over Instagram with a DM um, trying to uh, get, you know, schedule another massage, continually uh, continually pressuring, um, and then uh, removed it, got, got the massage, removed his towel, and uh, it's it's pretty rough and okay so this so this is a total different female that was never the part of the original 20 or 20 some this Correct. is somebody this is this another year. one now i've been vocally against deshaun watson this entire time right i think i think that he's guilty of at least one or two if not more i don't know about the whole 30 situation i feel like that was piling it on but now this is when you've gone through this 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 amount of time and now he's he's back at the facilities he's back in the he's back at camp ready to practice we're only what five weeks away from him uh taking the field seven weeks away from him taking the field again and now another one comes out the timing is suspicious i'm not saying it didn't happen the timing is suspicious well of course it's suspicious i mean i because again you got to be sensitive about these things because when I, you know, and even I, maybe it's just me getting older. I mean, because I used to constantly, and I still do, but I used to constantly, constantly have those questions about what's taking them so long. What took them so long to come forward? Why are they waiting now? What, well, you know, then as you, you, hey, there's, you know, there's post, you know, traumatic things a victim can go through and all that kind of stuff. So I've kind of backed off a little bit that. But again, it does go the other hand to where you have all this stuff going on and you have a group of 20 plus women that got together. You have to wonder like, OK, what it, it is smell kind of fishy this. But regardless, I mean, this is a guy that just showed up to the practice facilities this week. He can't return until after week 11. You have to wonder you know, when it comes to a point to where they really just got to wash this season of, of, of this. I mean, Deshaun's their guy. He got paid the money. But this is a team that you have to wonder how they're going to handle. Because I can tell you right now, Deshaun is going to be rusty as hell when he comes back. It might take him. That's why me personally, I think it's a wash season. Because Deshaun, people will be ready just like everybody else, what they did to Russ. And, oh, you paid 250 guarantee for that. The guy ain't played football in two years. We probably won't see really a real Deshaun until 2023 when he has a normal offseason where he's not living in a courtroom and he's not wondering whether, for one, is he even going to be a free man or two, if he's ever going to get signed or picked up by anybody. And the main thing is they were going to be released from the Texans. So I just feel, you know, I think Cleveland, this is a tough matchup for them coming in. I really do. I mean, because there's one thing about it. I mean, Bill Belichick, what he does, he can take away, you know, what you do. The, the Detroit Lions, believe it or not, they were the number one offense going into last week in the league. Whether you want to say that's garbage time because they're always behind, those are inflated numbers. I don't care what you want to say. New England shut them out. So I believe that Jacoby's going to have his work cut out for him. I do believe that the emphasis with New England is going to be the run, stopping the run, because Chubb is just how this teams go. That's how they're built, especially without Deshaun Watson. So that's going to be interesting. But this other distraction in this, this new suit is really something else. 1-800-707-9760. Another game that I want to touch on as well, too, um, the Jets traveling to Green Bay. 
Okay, this game did make the foundation picks. We had a correction. The wrong game was up. We'll get to that here shortly in a minute, five minutes. But the Jets, I told you yesterday, if you don't come to play, the Jets are going to give you a football game. Remember who their head coach is, Salah. All right? Who didn't gave Aaron Rodgers hell the last couple of years in the playoffs? The 49ers and the regular season. Salah was the defensive coordinator. Now, I don't know if he's got all those horses on defense that he had with the 49ers. But one thing the Jets have showed that they've done, they cover very well. And this is in Aaron Rodgers has let us know and keep reminding us how young and how much of a rookie of these cornerbacks. I mean, excuse me, wide receivers, how they are. And I believe the, you know, Jets look at a team to me that's very still young, probably not going to be a playoff team, but they find they, they're looking to me like they're a team that's starting to learn how to win. They're learning how to win. Zach is two and zero since he's come back. This should be a this is going to be a more competitive game than what I think, and that has a lot to do with Jets and the defense. And I believe that pretty much, you know, Salah's got a plan for Aaron. One 9760 Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Rob. Rob, you on the sports ground here on Ticket Seven Sixty and Thirteen Hundred The Zone in Fox South Central Waco, Texas. What's going on? Oh, thank you. I am. I wanted to um, just uh, without overkill on the the upcoming uh, Eagles uh, Dallas game. Uh, the Eagles are just. Uh, I don't care if Dallas has uh, Cooper Cup as a quarterback. I think the um, and of course he's a receiver. I think the uh, the Eagles are going to dominate, not soundly. But but they will they should win because of the fact that they're 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 um, a sound team overall both offensively defensively special teams and uh, I mean but otherwise they wouldn't be undefeated so uh, yeah they, they've had a couple of ugly wins in the past but they'll uh, yeah I, I think they should take care of the uh, the Cowboys. All right, Rob. Thanks for the phone call. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, they're undefeated by reason for a reason. Bill Parcells, a great Bill Parcells. You are who you are. Your record says you are. So I mean, they're you know to be undefeated. No, you can only play who's ahead of you. You know now, I because I, I think Dallas is and Philly's in the same situation. This D line that everybody's praising the Dallas Cowboys, rightfully so, because they play damn good football. Uh, in you know dominating football, this is the best offensive line they've gone up against. By far. Best running attack they've gone up against. By far. And I think this is the best D-line that Philly's offensive line has gone against. So we'll see how it plays out. Let's keep it going here real quick. Let's go to Fernando. Fernando, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone in Fox South Central Texas. What's up, Fernando? Hey, uh, Calvin. Thanks for having me. I just wanted to comment real quick on the Longhorns and, you know, just say I'm not ready to give uh, the Longhorns all the – the love that they've been getting lately uh, because uh, OU really looked bad. They, they, they look like they gave up in the second half. So <clears throat> Quinn years looks like the real deal, but the Longhorns really have to show up from now on to the rest of the season before you start giving them a lot of love. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is uh, you were talking about those NFL helmets that were, that came out at the beginning of the year. 
I'd like to ask the NFL is what about those helmets now? I mean, are they are they helping with the concussions or not? Thank you. Mm, all right, Fernando. Um, well, first of all, just, I mean, on the UT thing, I think you can just see, I mean, how I do it is I can only report on what I'm seeing. I mean, when they're down, I mean, right now they've looked good the last couple. I mean, they look good the twice they've had Ewers a quarterback. So I agree. I'm not trying to praise them so much. Um, and to your concussion thing, I think the, the, the helmets that they were doing in camp, the guardian helmets, whatever they called them, it was like an experiment that's going on. You know, I've been meaning to get into this. I had a conversation with my dad about a week ago, two weeks ago, and he used to be on this kick even back in the day. But one of the things that's not being talked about, which this whole concussion thing is how cheap do we really want? How much do we hold the owners accountable for putting that artificial grass and stuff in the stadiums anyway. When you land, if you look at some of these hits, the quarterbacks that had, when you land, some of this stuff is like you landed on the carpet of your your house, your floor. Because not everybody wants to have natural grass because then the upkeep of, upkeep of that is expensive. No one else is talking about that for a multi-billion dollar industry. If we're going to look at the problem, let's just look at it. Instead of calling unnecessary sacks on a quarterback because of Tom. And I'm hearing he got fined. Well, that's too late for me. What took so long? That is so sliding in the first base. Um, all right, real quick before we get to Mike, I want to get these foundation picks out here uh, before we get out of here. And we'll, I will have these on social media tomorrow if you follow me, at Sports Grind. And then also you'll check them off, share them through Facebook Live. But the foundation picks, I think we're coming off, what, six and two weekend last weekend, something like that? Five and two. Five and two. All right, well, this one's a four-pack on, on each side. Let's start with college. The big one I talked about in the Penn State. Penn State at the big house. They're catching seven. That's a lot of points in a matchup, I think, of two teams that could be evenly match i'm going to take penn state on the road plus seven might want to sprinkle a little bit on the money line too might beat them out right also uh what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take florida we're going to take florida state plus four at home against clemson i'm not a big believer of clemson and their defense is too up and down and streaky i think florida state will be fighting like dogs to get that upset the next one i like arkansas on the road at byu that's a pick em. You always want to look and lean to the road team when they're giving a pick them if they're not giving any home teams any points. I think Arkansas is due for another win. And again, tough environment Saturday night, but I'm going to go with USC to keep the undefeated streak going. And they're an underdog on the road at plus three and a half on the road at Utah. It's going to be a tough uh, place to play. Going to the NFL, all right, I'm going to go ahead and take Zach Wilson, okay? Um, I'm going to take him to go ahead and cover that eight. You know, Green Bay's getting eight. It's eight and a half at some points, seven and a half other ways. We're going to take it at eight plus eight Jets to cover that game. Wouldn't be surprised if they win outright, to be honest with you. Then we're going to go to the mega matchup, the rematch of the AFC championship game. I like the Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills for Shawshank Redemption. I think they've been too motivated to get this game. Uh, you know, Kansas City's coming off that Monday night game, and this is the first time Patrick Mahomes is an underdog at home for a reason. Because uh, trust me, there's going to be a lot of money coming in in Kansas City at home because you're never catching probably the underdog again also arizona's going to 12th man a lot of talk about how well geno smith's been playing he has been playing very well all right but i'm going to take arizona you usually want to go ahead and go with old uh my man cliff on the road they when they're covered they usually good ats against the spread on the road i'll take a minus two and a half and 12th man and pretty much the last one is monday night 
plus four and a half. The Broncos are getting plus four and a half. Hey, they might score. They might not get scored, but I don't know about Chargers in regards to their offense and they're banged up if they can really, even if they win the game, if they can cover that four and a half. So we'll have those up tomorrow through social media. Sorry, Mike, we didn't get to your phone call. Uh, but that is a wrap for today and the week. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett spinning the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin. Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off Monday morning before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding? Peace. See you on Monday.